everyone. Thank you again for joining me for another episode of Coffee with Yvonne, a show for creatives and entrepreneurs. That's all I got. I really don't have a special intro for you this week. Life is normal. Um, I, I'm doing my work the best that I can and <laughs> trying to keep it all together. But I hope everything's well with you on your side of the world or wherever you're listening to this podcast. So grab your coffee and let's chat. We have to talk about our industry news called What's the Brew that's brought to you by Black Nerd Coffee. It's founded by two HBCU grads and is a Black-owned, women-co-founded e-commerce business. And as a coffee roaster, they specialize in small batch roasted coffee and whole bean and ground finish. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Black Nerd Coffee. Coffee nerds unite. For our first story, which I like to call Virgil's Last Collection, This story came from Afrotech, and it's about Virgil, who was the founder and creative director for, I believe, Off-White and creative director for Louis Vuitton. He passed away, oh my gosh, was it earlier this year or late last year? But he had a collection in the works with Mercedes-Benz, which was his final collection, and it has been unveiled. It features the exclusive Maybach, you know, the one that Rick Ross always talks about in his lyrics, Maybach music, that car. He also designed a clothing collection to go with this exclusive car. And the limited edition Maybach is his third piece of work with the luxury car brand. According to the press release, only 150 units of the car were created with this partnership. And it will be available later this year. Just to let you know, if you cannot afford the Maybach, which that's not in my price range, but I digress, you can also buy the apparel, which was released on April 5th, that includes a co-branded hoodie, matching canvas cap, and gloves. Rest in peace to Virgil. In our next story, TikTok 101, this story came from Social Media Today, and TikTok is launching a new marketing education initiative called Creative Agency Partnership University. The program will take agency partners and freelance creatives through all the aspects and effective TikTok creation. And if you guys have not been on TikTok platform, it is like YouTube times 100. That 15 second video you think took five minutes to put together probably took that person the sum of one to three plus hours to do. Anyway, the initial elements of this program will include TikTok from briefing to pitching, concept and creating for TikTok, trends and music licensing, and more. This is their response to one of their areas of opportunity in learning how to monetize their content on the platform to get creators paid and keep them creating because no one wants to be Vine. No one. Final story, Black Comic Books, Black Stories, which was brought to you by Travel Noir. The Shark Take featured comic book recently secured a deal with Kevin Hart and Mark Cuban to turn Black Sands into an animated film. Giselle Gotti and her husband Manuel, they're avid anime watchers and comic book fans, so it made sense for them to create their own comic book when they felt that there was a need for more representation. The heroes in their world are based off Egypt characters, and I wouldn't say characters because these are historical figures, but they wanted to showcase more knowledge behind who we were as, and I'm speaking as a Black woman, but who we were as people before being transitioned over here to America. In their quote that came from the wife Giselle, she said, I felt that a lot of times when I would look at something that's pertaining to slavery, especially during Black History Month, 
It would make me sad and depressed. If we as a community knew more about our true history, I think we will value who we are more. She brings up a good point. If you guys can remember in 2018, I believe, Black Panther came out to critical acclaim. People didn't think that it would do as well because it was a movie about a Black superhero, but it ended up doing billions worldwide and created a phenomenon and need for additional representation in the space of comic books. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with this. This is good. This is good. This interview of Coffee with Yvonne is brought to you by PG County Apparel. I've shared on this podcast before and to anyone who would listen how proud I am to be from Prince George's County. As one of the most affluent Black communities in the nation, Prince George's County is home to everything from sports and entertainment to business and pop culture. PG County produces excellence and should be celebrated. You can show off your county pride with PG County Apparel clothing and accessories to represent your region. Visit pgcounty.com, that's spelled P-G-C-N-T-Y.com to check out their site or find them on Instagram at pgcounty, P-G-C-N-T-Y. Oh, for listeners of this podcast, use promo code PGPINK10 for 10% off. Rep PG. Joining me for coffee this week is Brittany Oliver. Y'all, I have known Brittany since my days working at Bloomingdale's. We both work together in different departments, but seeing her growth from as a sales professional to now owning her own photography business to even being low-key TikTok famous has been beautiful to witness throughout the years. I'm super excited to have her on the show. It felt like a warm hug talking to her all over again. So get into this interview and my chat with Brittany Oliver. Brittany former Bloomies. I actually have you saved in my phone, Britt, as Brittany former Bloomies. I love it. Like, Bloomies love forever. Like Wakanda. Okay. Brittany Oliver. She is, oh my gosh, we go way back to our Bloomingdale's days, but she is an established photographer here in the DMV area. And she works with people for family photography, maternity portraits. She is a lover of joy and authentic images. And her goal is to capture not just your pregnancy journey from beginning and then on, but watching those families grow from her lens has been one of her greatest life's joys. She strives to ensure that her sessions are structured yet fun so you can have a classic photo that can have everyone smiling from the time that your family is conceived or you start those memories to the time of that baby going off to college. She is also a TV series junkie too, a taco connoisseur. No, yo quiero Taco Bell over here, but real tacos, okay? And a girl that dances in the car to almost every song. Most importantly, she is a wife. She married to her high school honey bunny and the mom to the coolest three-year-old teenager. Yes, he's a three-nager. I'm gonna add in here, she is authentic. She is real and I love her to the core. Every opportunity that I've had to work with her while we have both been progressing in our journeys, I make sure to put her name at the top of my list because she is that girl and she is dedicated to her craft. So with that being said, welcome to Coffee with Yvonne, Brittany. Okay, let's be professional. All right. <clears throat> Photography as a medium is an art in itself. What inspired you to pick up a camera and begin this journey? I, my family. I come from a huge, huge family. 
And, um, you know, when we were younger, we would sit around and like go through picture boxes and go through picture albums. And we would just talk about, you know, the moments in that time. And it would be really cool. Like, wow, we just froze history. Um, we had a tragic death in our family when I was younger. My cousin Kaylin passed away. And I can't remember who gave me the little camera. Mm-hmm. Somebody was like, here, um, just go take pictures of everybody. And as sad as we were that day, I, I was able to capture like some joyous pictures of us. And I knew I did a good job when my aunt Kim started stealing the pictures. <laughs> I developed and she started, I saw her putting some in her purse and I was like, oh, okay, all right, I like this. So I went on in middle school. I started taking, I always had a camera on me. I actually got in trouble for stealing a camera from Springfield Mall. <laughs> Not Springfield Mall. I didn't even get caught from the, the security. I got caught <laughs> at school and they called my mama. <laughs> how serious I was about my craft like in high school I just wanted to capture everybody even to this day I still have tons and tons of images from everybody that are here and not anymore and then one day my husband you know my my high school honey like you called him um took me to Best Buy and tricked me told me we were going to go buy a TV uh when we got up there he was like actually we're going to buy that camera right there and the rest is literally history Oh, I remember, briefly remember that memory too, because you came into work to give people history. We used to work together at Bloomingdale's, like literally sidebar, Bloomingdale's has been almost its own college in a way for a lot of us creatives who started out. Uh, you started out with photography. We were at Bloomies when Joe brought you, her husband bought you the camera. I was at Bloomies when I started my blog and then started freelancing and marketing. So anyway, I remember when you came down to my department and you said, Bonnie, Joe bought me a camera. I was like, ooh, he bought you a camera. I was like, yeah, I'm going to learn this photography and this, that, and the other. And normally when people say that I'm going to learn this crap, I'm like, okay. And I write it off. But I knew you were serious because you always were passionate about everything that you did. I knew you were going to give it 110%. So it's a total sidebar, you know, (laughs) but Britt, in your honest opinion, knowing that today people can shoot entire campaigns on their cell phones, which we have seen on their cell phones. Why should people still invest in traditional photography and hire people like you who are professionals in their field? I think you can always tell the difference between professional and iPhone. And there is nothing absolutely wrong with these iPhones. I can get somebody to stop in the street and take a picture of me. Heck, I've grabbed people's cell phones and been like, look, let me get this angle right for you. And the pictures are phenomenal. I just think there's a level of expertise that comes with this. I'm not just taking a photo of you guys looking good. I'm invoking something in you that you don't even see in yourself. I have so many people that come to my studio and say, I'm not a good person on the front of the camera. I don't look good. And all I got to do is take like three or four of their photos. And they're like, oh my God, that's me. Yes, because I can pull that beauty out of you. I'm not just standing here and telling you, look over here and say cheese. Anybody can do that. And no shade to anybody that does that. But when you want to invoke a mother's love, when you want to invoke that 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 strong father, if you want to invoke the joy from your children, you might want to hire a professional. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say this. Mm-hmm. If Sony and iPhone ever get together and make the iPhone Sony baby, I'm going to be in trouble. 
Well, if it happens, you know, I said it first. Uh, <laughs> I mean, put the collaboration out there because, you know, the way they're doing these collabs now, you never know. You never, never know. Yes. The iPhone limited edition camera brought to you by Sony or something like that, you know? You brought Ooh. that right in. You brought that right. It sounded so much better when you said it. Thank you. You know what? I'm a professional. I'm I know. A- <laughs> I still can't see somebody shooting a whole wedding with an iPhone, but I mean. Girl, I've seen it, but I'm not going to throw nobody out there. But you're you're bringing up a good point. Hiring a professional photographer not just gives you photos, but you curate an experience yeah. for your clients, right? It's not just about picking up the camera and shooting. You study your subject. You study the setting. You get your lighting together. You come up with a concept that makes sense based on the vision that they're bringing to you. Because I've seen your TikTok. I follow you on TikTok. I see the work that goes into setting up just uh, an infant photo shoot, but it's the thought and detail that goes into it that you really can't pick up using an iPhone, no matter how many um, online courses you've taken. Absolutely. All of the above. Yeah. And sound, again, mm-hmm. so much better coming out of your mouth. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so, Britt, for those who are just starting out and are interested in getting into photography, as someone who literally started from the bottom, now we're here, what is the basic equipment you really need to get your feet wet? Do you have any product recommendations or editing software that people should use? Absolutely. So I know everybody knows about Photoshop. There's, it's $10 a month. If you can afford a burger, you can afford Photoshop. Like that's it. It's literally $10 a month. And you, you get Photoshop and Lightroom with that. Um, hmm. Lightroom is just- Ooh, I love Lightroom. Yes, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit easier. With Photoshop, you're going to get a little bit more attention to detail, softening skin, brightening eyes, and things like that. Um, but yeah, definitely Photoshop. Um, if you do not know what kind of camera you want, rent one. You can rent hmm. it from, there's um, a company in DC called District Camera. And then there's, I want to say it's called rent something. I haven't rented a camera for a while, but all you have to do is Google renting a a DSLR camera because you might want a Sony. You might want to go ahead and pay that extra. You might want to say, you know what? My family shoots Canon. I want a Canon or I want to try Nikon, like rent it before you actually go out and buy it. And then Mm -hmm. there is nothing wrong with used um, equipment. eBay is my best friend. I got my Alien B lights from eBay. What are those lights? I don't speak photographer. What, oh, what I are those? Oh, I was just about to say, <laughs> Alien Bs, um, they're just strobe lights that you use inside that's going to make that flash go off. Now, t- technically, Alien Bs are on the lower spectrum of lights. Like, you have Godox, you have Profoto. Those are, you know, the Fendi's. Okay. Um, I know that language. Okay. I knew you would. I knew you would. Those are the, the, you know, YSLs of, of the group. And then, you know, like, like, you know, the gap and the, you know, it's fine. There's nothing wrong yeah. with it. I have several of those in my closet as well. But yeah, my, I guess if you're starting off and you don't know what you want to shoot, you got to shoot everything. That's mm-hmm. um, another tip that somebody gave me. That's how I figured out I wasn't a good sports photographer because I was taking pictures of the kids, blowing bubbles, watching the game not taking pictures of the game. (laughs) So, you know, get your feet wet, play, you know, play around a little bit. You know, that makes sense too, because I've hired you for in my nine to five role to take pictures for our center community events. And the way that you have captured the subjects, I forgot to tell you channel four or five channel five used one of your pictures (laughs) on their recap for our holiday tree. I forgot to tell you about that. 
Yes. Being on Fox. Yeah. Like, yes, and are. it was JoJo. I think they used JoJo. Oh, you got, oh you, do you have it? You got to send it to me. I got to send you the clip. But anyway, sidebar. sidebar. You just yeah. have a way of capturing people and also the joy of family and also being totally transparent black and brown families because I think you show a humanity that we often don't see through photography unless you have a lens that can pick up on that. Do you think, and this is not in our questions list, but do you think professionals like myself who work in marketing or advertising should learn how to take a photography class, a traditional photography class? I think it wouldn't hurt because I'm not going to always be available. And sometimes you don't always need me. You don't always need the whole bells and whistles that come. If you know how to take a decent photo and you just need something for tomorrow, we're, we're promoting this. I don't know. We're say a candle. I'm, you know, I just need to get this picture of this candle out real quick. Well, if I'm not available, are you going to wait? No, you need to get this out. The sale's supposed to start in three days. We need people to start getting hype about it now. I think there is absolutely nothing wrong with learning how to do a little something, something, you know, just in case. I, and I get on our marketing coordinator about this all the time because she is team iPhone, you know, zillennials, but I'm the kind of person I will pick up a DSLR camera and I don't know the the schematics the way you know it, but I know the basics of how I like to adjust the lens and everything. And I will take that camera real quick, be like, just, just give it here. A good thing when you have the knowledge of the art from across the spectrum. And not just the knowledge of the art from where your area of expertise sits. Being able to talk to a photographer like yourself and relay ideas in like creativity and then have you build it out on the visual side is necessary because if you can't communicate to other people who are creatives like you, are you really a creative? Right. I'm not going to go there today because I might lose some friends. Don't lose no friends. Don't lose no friends. Sometimes I do have a hard time of finding someone to take my picture correctly. And you know what I mean by correctly, Britt. What are some tricks you can share to capture the right shot or if you need to shoot your own content? Like give us the Brittany brain. What What's the T? Okay. So if you're just doing your iPhone photos, I don't really love the flash that much on an iPhone photo. If you, I mean, on an iPhone, especially if you're using it on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I was saying earlier, find that natural light. Um, windows are amazing. Stand right in front of your window. Make sure that, the, you know, the background isn't dirty because I'm the type to look right into the background before I look at the focus. <laughs> like, what's going on? Oh, okay. All right. Let me see her now. Like, bow. <laughs> make sure you want to do that. If you're going to shoot outdoors during the day, especially around like high noon, look for shadows. You want to stand underneath the building because it acts as like a natural soft box almost on you. So everything else around you will be lit up, but you will be a perfect, even skin tone. You ever notice, like, if you take a picture of yourself in the sunlight and then you have bags underneath your eyes? Well, it's about 12, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, so the sun is directly above your head. But about 4 or 5 o'clock, when that sun starts to come down, and you're like, oh, yes, glow. There's a reason for that. There's a reason that they call it the golden hour because you feel like it's touched by gold. Like, so if you're going to take your own photos, remember those little key things. Now, if you're doing like product photography, that's a whole nother thing. You actually do want to either get you a ring light, set that bad boy up in just a nice little white box. Mm-hmm. Editing things that they could do now. You could do anything with those. So I don't shoot a lot, a lot of photo- or product photography. I'm just getting into it, but I have more props and things like that that I would actually use. But mm-hmm. it's all about your lighting. 
It's all about making sure that your photo is in focus because nobody wants really, you know, a fuzzy photo like that. Some of them look good, especially in black and white, but yeah, if you're looking for a nice crisp photo, you want mm -hmm. that perfect lighting. You want to make sure that if you're outside, like I said, stay underneath the shade and the focus is directly on you. Okay. Now for our curvy bodies out there, because you know, I'm a curvy girl and one thing I can't stand, Brit, is when someone takes my picture and they don't know how to look at a curvy body correctly through the screen, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, what are your tips and tricks for capturing the right angles? Like, especially if you're a, a shapely or a woman or man or person. For, for shapely people, I, I don't like taking full-on straight shots. I call it like a SpongeBob shot because to me, that's what I look like. When I stand... <laughs> Like I ain't got no hips. Like I just look straight. So if I kind of turn my hip a little bit to the side where the top part of my body is still a little bit straight, but my hip has turned, you can now see a little bit of an adjustment. And then you tell them people who are taking your picture, take it from up top, take it from down below, take it from straight on, get close, back up, do all of those. And then I will decide how much I like your picture. Like, <laughs> I don't understand how people don't know that when I'm when I hand you my phone and I say take a picture. I know everybody has seen that meme now. I mean the picture. Take my picture. I mean the picture. I need the one yes. that's my new profile. Like yes. We're gonna go. Oh, that's you. Yes. That's me. <laughs> so yes, if you're a little more curvy, I like to play with your curves. So I'm gonna turn your body a little bit. If you're sitting down, I'm gonna have you lean like one arm towards me. So the back of you is like nice and plump, but the middle of you kind of gets real thin. Um, but those are tips and tricks that I learned over time because I definitely used to be like, okay, stay right here. <laughs> All right, you look good, girl. And then I'm like, why don't I like the pictures? Because you didn't tell them to do anything. Right, right. See, and y'all can't see it because this is a, a podcast recording, but everything Brittany was saying, I was doing the amen, like, you know, hands in the air, waving excitement kind of thing. Because she was telling all the tricks that I tell people all the time who take my picture. Stand right here. Drop a little lower. You need to angle up a little bit. And I even help other people when they're taking their pictures, Britt. I'm like, pivot your hip to the side, but turn straight towards me. And I'm like, it feels uncomfortable, but I promise you it's going to look good. <laughs> My biggest tip actually is so funny. It's, I call it the tip me over, you know, the song tip me over and pour me out uh -huh. a certain way. And you just tip over just a little bit. Everything about you slims up behind you. So your face is what's going to get closer to the camera, but your whole body is actually going to get nice and thin. So I'm, and I joke with women when I say it, I'm like, so just do the tip me over. They like, ah, pour me out. Yes, girl, pour all that out. Yes, it works every time. Pour out the swag. Pour yes. out the swag. Yes. Ew. <laughs> so, and being honest too, as you know, as a photographer, you're starting to see more pictures heavily filtered, right? Um, I'm not gonna throw, and I'll just say it, it's my podcast. The Kardashians made it very trendy, trendy to overfilter your pictures. And now it's gone from our skin to our bodies that are overly filtered. In your professional opinion, do you think it's harmful to over edit images? Yes, because I'm trying to get a waist like them and they don't even have a waist like them. So there is an issue there. And then I feel like some people get too, too happy with the, the Photoshopping and then you see them in person and you wonder why people are looking at you crazy. It's because, well, I just saw you yesterday and you did not look like that. 
Mm-hmm. So it's, mm-hmm. it's one thing to add a little Snapchat filter on when you haven't had any makeup mm-hmm. um, or when you want to just period. But when you take it so far, like I've had a few people ask me if they can bring their chin in a little bit. That's fine. Um, you know, I've had a few people say, can you bring in my arms? Hey, I don't like waving twice. I do it now. Like <laughs> I get it. But when you bring it all the way in, it's just, it's putting out something that isn't real. And I'm very authentic. I like, I like it to look very natural. Um, and, and girls are looking at that. And unfortunately, everybody doesn't know that Photoshop exists. Everybody doesn't think that, you know, that's, oh, no, no, her waist really looks like that. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And- You've got to be striving for something that you don't even have. But that, but you bring up a good point because I think while social media platforms have done their job in helping to promote creatives or people looking to start like businesses, et cetera, it also has created almost a sense of body dysmorphia for a new generation of kids. And unfortunately, sometimes people post pictures or they'll instantly delete them if they don't think they look what they're supposed to look like on these platforms. So I'm glad you said that because it's unfortunate that Kardashians are considered the standard of beauty in a lot of circles, but it comes at a cost because they're promoting something that's not real. We talked about it a little bit when it came to um, shooting different body types. I think, and I'll use a reference tool here, when Simone Biles did that magazine cover for Vogue, her skin tone looked very gray. I don't know if you saw that. What's her name again? Annie Limbachewicz, I think it is. Annie, hold on. The girl on the cover. Yeah, type in Simone Biles Vogue cover in your Googles. And the look on your face is telling me everything I need to know. Um, <laughs> what did she do? Limbachewicz shot? When it comes to photography, do you think it's important for photographers to be trained how to shoot different skin tones and know how to adjust their lighting for their subjects who may be more melanated? Absolutely. I've actually, okay, so for me personally, moving from my little room, my little studio room to a 1200 square foot space, yes, I ma'am. ready for my lighting to change. And I had two um, brown skin girls come to the studio And after I edited their pictures, they were like, I look a little red or my skin tone is a little off. And I'm like, what did I do different? What I'm shooting the same way that I've always been shooting. Well, my lights aren't blocking like they used to. I reached out to my teacher. Um, I actually started taking a different lighting class and figured out, well, there's these little knobs on the back of an alien V lights and make them go up and down. You want to play with that. Photography is actually more science than you know, like, Mm -hmm. If one thing goes down, another thing needs to go up to adjust to the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so because of that, I I learned that the skin tones is something you definitely want to learn how to do it from jump. It makes it a lot easier. Yeah, because when a lot of us saw that cover, we were not too happy with it, especially with it being Vogue. And then they did another cover with Essence Magazine, and it was just utter perfection. Her skin looked great. You know, they capture her lighting and her essence correctly. So I just, I'm glad you gave an answer to that question. Even if you are a trained photographer for years doing your craft, you can always still learn how to improve your craft. Yes, absolutely. I'm a very, very, very strong advocate in continuing your education. That's something I have not stopped doing since I took my first class in DC. 
Mm-hmm. Every year I'm learning from another photographer. Every year I'm learning something new. Something has to change because like you said, people are like, oh yeah, I remember her. She's cakes and smash, uh, uh, cakes, smash and babies. And, you know, we're <laughs> over it. You know, we've seen it before. Like, mm-hmm. no, this is the, this is the cancel culture. And if you ain't doing something, they will cancel you. Amen. And, you know, it's not again on our list of questions, but I'm feeling the vibe here. What? inspires you when you're looking for inspiration for your work, whether it's for TikTok or your own personal portfolio. So what is Brittany's inspiration? I am actually shifting more into portrait, timeless photos. So what I mean by that is I want maternity photos that are going to hit in a different angle. I want shadows. I want not nude per se, but like I said, I've taken pretty photos before. I've taken beautiful photos before, but now I want to kind of switch it over to more art mm. where my clients, they're not looking to have 10, 20, you know, images of the, them in the same outfit. They only need like three or four and they're, they're paying for those three or four because it's actual art that's going up. You're going to have this hanging up for the next 20 years. That's what I'm looking to do. Mm. Photography is a medium of art in itself and the way that you capture subjects, you can capture time. You're capturing a moment in time, like you mentioned. So you want that photo hanging up on someone's wall to be a positive memory, but also to be something people stare at and have different connotations of the meaning every time they walk away from it. You know, social media, as we mentioned, is a great place for promoting your business. Do you think photographers should promote their work on social media? Or do you think they should use a more traditional platform like an online portfolio? Like, what is your thought on that? You absolutely need to post your work on social media if you want to get more clients. I just feel like nowadays, I went almost two years with no website. Two years, and there were two of my best years. I did not have a website. My portfolio was on Instagram. Everything was on this. I had shut my website down maybe two or three days before my girlfriend passed away, just unexpected. I just got really, really busy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get my website. I'm, I'm just looking for the right person to make my website. I could not justify spending twenty five hundred dollars on a website. Mm-hmm. In my mind, it just didn't make sense. So it took me until just a few months ago before I found somebody that was like, Oh, I love his work, I love his price range, and I have I, t- I have time now, so I could do it. But in this day and age, if you do not have a social media page, are you social Ooh. as a business? I mean, what are you what are you doing? And you're you're bringing up another good point. You're just dropping gems, all kind of stuff today. But you're bringing up a good point. Social media can be used as a living portfolio that also incorporates the medium of videography which you've done through tiktok i saw your one tiktok went viral i think it was the rugrats one yes how many views did that one tiktok get the last time i checked was like nineteen thousand. i think it was was more than that was it are you tiktok famous brit Forty-eight thousand on there you got forty-eight thousand views on that tiktok video so proud so proud that was that was fun (laughs) She wanted to do a Barbie thing, but a different version. And she didn't want to do a black Barbie. So we was mm-hmm. like, let's uh, let's do Rugrats. I like Rugrats. I like Susie. Susie! <laughs> when it comes to getting paid, 
Getting paid as a creative professional can be challenging no matter what industry you work in. As a photographer, how do you make sure you're being paid fairly for your work? Well, I don't think I used to get paid fairly. I think I did a lot more than what I was actually getting paid to do. Once I started looking into what photographers were actually making out here, and what I was making, what I was doing. Um, so to make it easier, I just made everything. My session is just one fee. Um, and then you pay for your images. So it's, it's totally up to you. Hmm. I don't try to cut any corners now. So every photo that I do, every edit that I do is on um, Photoshop. I don't do any Lightroom photos now. Like no shade against Lightroom. I just like to make sure that I'm paying attention to details a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, what I will say is, I guess just don't, don't short yourself just because you want the job. You know, people will go out here and spend on what they want to spend on all the time. So don't feel like, Oh, I can't charge that because they won't spend it. Yeah, they will. They got Gucci's on. They will. What kind of bag does she have on? She'll spend it. Don't worry. <laughs> but th that's absolutely right because we have a hard time sometimes valuing our work, but then we don't think about the time it takes to do the work. Yes. You know, your medium, my medium, any creative medium, it takes time. And the time is what people don't see behind the scenes. They don't see you digging through 300 plus photos to find 20 photos that work and then narrowing that, that down even more once you have edited those photos and added your final touches. They don't see the amount of time and expertise because that's your that's your education, you know, learning how to do your job. That's your the medium of your art. That's your time. That's your expertise. You can't charge two hundred dollars to do that. How are we gonna eat? We not we didn't used to eat, girl. That's, those are those Taco Bell days that you were talking about earlier. <laughs> Girls, go, go way back. Not talk about dollar menu at McDonald's Girl, back in the days for me. <laughs> like working for what, Britt? When I tell you, well, you kind you know as well. But when I tell you, when we worked for Bloomies, I was working full time at Bloomingdale's on my day off. I was on that mega bus going up to New York to do freelance work for Fashion Week you know, for different um, campaigns and stuff like that, not getting paid a dime, having $20 in my pocket That's for three days. Mm, and get around the city, okay? In New York, all right? So yeah, when I tell you yesterday's price is not today's price, oh. run me my money. I'm just saying. Run me my money. You, know, you get what you pay for though, bottom line. Bottom line, that's it. That's it. And when it comes to like things like mentorship, I think it's really important that we not only use our knowledge in our fields, but we also help raise the next generation of those who are coming behind us to teach them what we know. So how should someone interested in the industry approach someone like you for say like an apprenticeship or just mentoring? I've had a couple of people, I've had several people actually reach out to me and um I guess I just wasn't, I felt like I wasn't ready. So I would always send them to either my first or, to, or second teacher. I would either send them to Daryl who has his own school, so to say in DC, mm -hmm. six month course. And it was amazing. I, it was affordable. I learned everything that I needed to, or I'll send them to Nikki if they're looking to do newborn photography. Um, that's usually what I do. I would say if, if there's a photographer that you 
follow at this point because almost everybody has their favorite photographer. Reach out to them. Ask them if they give classes. Ask them if, how did they start? You never know. Some of these people are very quick to say, no, this is the class that I took or absolutely, I'm teaching classes. My my next class is going to be in July. Here's the link for it. I'm just not promoting it yet. You never know until you ask. So that's my biggest tip. Just start mm-hmm. asking. So I basically how I did it. Just ask yeah. what I need to do to get there. So basically you're saying a closed mouth don't get fed. All day. Period. Is there a photographer's work that you are loving right now? Because you mentioned people follow photographers on the gram. I follow you, of course, because you're my Britney boo. But I also follow like um, Made in China, who is a festival photographer who shot for like Broccoli City Fest and things like that. Um, Dope. She's a black girl, too. But is there anybody that you can think of, whether it's old school reference or a new school, even an up and coming photographer that you're inspired by? Right now, um, I guess it's a photographer duo. I love creative soul photography. And this might just be because I just met them and I was a little starstruck and all that jazz because their work is just, it's not work. It is art. If you look up their photos and first, they only work with kids. Okay. They don't, from ages, I think it's four to 16. It's You said creative soul? Creative soul photography. They're based in Atlanta. They're from Maryland. Man. Stop traffic. I, I I went to Atlanta to help a friend. I know, right? Look at that picture. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Like, oh, yes. Killing the game. Like, I'm trying to find this other photographer group that I started following. That is art, Britt. That's not photography. That's art. I'm trying to get, look, me and my girlfriend are trying to get them to do adults. Like, look, I don't know. I'm kind of short, so I feel like I can pass for a 16-year-old. Maybe not in the, the face, but you know, the height. You pat your face card is not denied. Your face card is not denied. Being a photographer, I know that you mentioned in the beginning of our interview, um, people think that there's not a skill that's required to do what you do, that you can easily pick up a camera and start shooting subjects. So is there a misconception about your industry that frustrates you? Yeah, that people think that all you're doing is picking up a camera and pushing a button. I actually said that I was going to do a TikTok video about that. Like, have one of my clients that are cool come and say, yeah, I just need a couple of pictures. Just stand right there, you know, push the button. And I was just going to show a video of me just pushing a button. Because that's what y'all think that I do. There's like six buttons that I have to push to make sure that I'm getting you right before we get the gun. Because if I hand you these pictures and they're all dark or they're, there's a line in between, I need to know how to fix that. Mm-hmm. So it's not just pushing a button. It's not just, oh, anybody could take that photo. You're right. Anybody probably could, but do they know how to do it? Anybody mm-hmm. can push a button. When I look at photographers' work, I can see what their photographer, we use in the marketing, but their voice is through their photography, whether it's the medium that they cho- choose to shoot in or the filter. And you cannot just push a button and capture that. No. You You can't. It's impossible. It's just like with doing social media or content marketing, as I like to call it, it's not just putting up a post. You know, you just can't throw a post up there and be like, this is a post, love it. It has to be curated and crafted to meet the needs of your audience. So you you do work outside of just pushing a button. Absolutely. You know? And then my final question for you, before we get into our quick fire questions, <sighs> my final question for you, if you had to describe your photographer's perspective in three words, what would it be? Joy, love, 
something grace. I don't know. Because I, I think I'm trying to get to the point where my photos are more graceful. Um, yeah, where there, it's just more art as opposed to just tutus and cake smashes and stuff like that. No, no shade to anybody. But So joy, love, and grace. Yeah. Hmm. That'd be a good tagline. Just FYI. Okay, Britt. This is the final part of our interview, the quick fire questions. Now, this is from the top of the dome. Do not overthink it. Just go with whatever you feel first, okay? Unfiltered, Britt. Unfiltered. All right. Okay. <laughs> and this is actually kind of timely because you mentioned Baby JoJo is watching Black Panther. So, all right. If you were a superhero, what powers would you have? Oh, gosh. I would want Iron Man's powers. Oh, he, he had the little thing in his heart, right? Yeah, that was weird right. for me. Now nah, I'm, I'm all right with that because he was a genius. But I mean, I feel like I'm very biased because that's that's my boy. Like, yeah. So would you want? Did Iron Man technically have powers? Though he had a suit. Would, I, I don't mean to go too into the Marvel universe right. with you. his mouth. His mouth was just off the hook to me, and that's why he was my favorite. He could just his comebacks were just out of this world. So I guess that's wrong. Okay, super. No, it's your answer. You could be Iron Man. You know. It's your answer. Yeah. I'm not going to go into the technical Marvel universe with you, but I respect the response. I respect it. (laughs) All right. It is date night. You and JoJo out here looking fly. You got your dunks on and everything. Hair blown out. Face beat. Face card is not denied. You're going to karaoke night. What song or rap will you just body when it's your turn? Is it me and Joe doing it or is it just me and somebody else? You could be Beyonce or you could be Beyonce and Kelly, however you want to do it. I guess if it was me and Joe, it would probably be 03 Bonnie and Clyde, Jay-Z and Beyonce. That's when we got together. But if it was me and Candace, are we going to do uh, I Can Love You Better You know, by Mary J and Lil' Kim? I can love you. Getting Lil' Kim's part. That's my part. <laughs> Can I just be your um? What what they call them back in the nineties? Just your hype person in the back, just doing the dance. Absolutely can. Bad. You know. Like I do. Funny thing you said, the O three body and Clyde. A lot of people don't know this, and I'm actually sharing it for the first time. Ooh. My boyfriend and I, our song is on the run part two. Ooh. For, with Jay-Z and Beyonce. Yes. I that is that. literally our song. I love that song, though. I love the beat of that song. That song came out, I think, in 2013. Yes. Because that was the year of our accident. Yeah, I remember that. Because that was my little anthem for our, our, our summer. Like, great song. Because everyone's like, oh, aren't you going to do, like, you know, a Saturday? I said, no, we're going to roll out to 03. I mean, not 03. Um. Bonnie and Clyde part two on the run. That's that's how we rolling. You I know? Love it. Yes. Wait, Pat, I'm a geek about my <laughs> I couldn't clap. <laughs> okay, last question for you. If you were a coffee, because this is coffee with Yvonne, okay? What kind of coffee would you be? Y'all are not gonna like my choice. I'm usually just like a Caramel macchiato with an extra shot of espresso, maybe a little extra caramel and whipped cream. Okay, so you're sweet with a touch of um, hypeness, right? Um, A classic flavor, but also um, a little something extra on top. Yes, all all day. All day, all day. More, More strong than sweet. 
Nobody likes my coffee. It's that extra shot of espresso that throws everybody off. And I'm like, look, I need those <laughs> double shots. Do you know my workload? <laughs> but Britt, you're not for everybody. I'm not. I'm not. So your coffee is curated to you. You're not for everybody. And either you like it or you don't. Or you don't. That's it. Thank you so much for joining me for coffee. I'm glad that you met me. I mean, you're my Brittany boo. I had to have you. Sometimes be like, why do people want to talk to me about this? (laughs) You're good at what you do. Britt, you're good at what you do. Take your flowers while I have the chance to give them to you. Thank you so much. And you know, I'm going to hire you for every important milestone in my life. Just be ready for all the emails. Girl, anytime you call, be like, nah, Yvonne's calling this on. It's, it's something big. It ain't nothing little. Because <laughs> I'm going to run you your check. Okay. <laughs> uh, how can people find out more about you and your growing brand? Because it is a brand. Just own it. Instagram is where you're always going to find the latest for me. Um, be Chic. So it's B as a boy. C-H-I-Q-U-E. Um, you can look on Facebook, but it's pretty much going to be the same thing that you're getting on Instagram. Instagram is where it's at. And TikTok. But for some reason, Instagram be lit. Mm. Like, that's where everybody, no, go to Instagram. That's where I go. If I'm looking for something date night or food related, mm-hmm. Instagram or TikTok, I'll just hashtag BMV. You know, I love you said that too, because Instagram, I think of as a visual Google. Yes. Absolutely. Girl, this is why you're so good with words. You need to write a book. I'm telling you. I have it on my vision board to do a book one day, but you know, I have it. It's up here though. It's up here. That's okay though. Cause eventually it's going to be right here and then it's going to be here on my phone. Cause I, I do audible. Um, <laughs> not I have two books, two, two in mine. So, you know, Good. yeah, right, but that's my vision board. Down the road, down the road. Well, Britt, my love, uh, thank you so much for joining me for coffee today. Um, I'm going to be talking to you very soon because we have things coming up down the pipeline for, you know, work stuff. So I'll talk to you very soon. Love you. Love you. Wasn't that so much fun? I, I know I was supposed to be professional during the interview, but when you're talking with people you have known for years, sometimes you forget, you know? But I hope you enjoyed today's chat. To learn more about me and my business, Pink Doll House Marketing, check out my website, pinkdollhousemarketing.com. Or you can follow my business page on Instagram. You can slide into my DMs. It's cool at Pink Doll House Marketing. Thank you again to our sponsors, Black Nerd Coffee and PG County Apparel. I'll chat with you soon. Bye. Coffee with Yvonne is produced and edited by Yvonne Pearson. Coffee with Yvonne is created by Pink Doll House Marketing. You can catch the latest episodes by subscribing to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.